Welcome to the Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. Your connection to all the latest industry trends, insights, and points of view on the mortgage market from Freddie Mac leaders and other industry experts. We're coming at you live from the MBA Annual 19 Conference, where you can catch exclusive episodes throughout the event. Welcome, everybody. This is Liz Magavro at Freddie Mac, and we are here live at MBA Annual 2019 in Austin, Texas. And I am here, I'm so excited for this conversation. I'm here with two very special guests. With me today is Phil Treadwell, host of the Mortgage Marketing Expert Podcast and Regional VP with Mesa McDuffie Mortgage Corporation. Welcome, Phil. Thank you. And I also have Reham Alakani, Freddie Mac Single Family's Chief Marketing and Communications Officer. Welcome, Reham. Hi, Liz. So thank you both for being here. We're going to talk about marketing, which is fun, right? <laughs> so you both are experienced marketers, marketing experts. Um, I wanted to talk about the B2B and B2C marketing spaces. A lot of people think that you know there's such a big difference in you know how you market to these different audiences. So I wanted to get your perspective on that. Do you think that there's a major difference? I don't think so. I, th- I think at the end of the day, whether you're talking B2B marketing or B2C marketing, there's still a human on the other end of it. There's still an audience that you're trying to reach, a message that you're trying to relay. And then what I coach people is then find the medium of how you're going to reach that customer. So when it comes to B2B or B2C, I think the sales process is a different sales process. It's a different sales cycle. Um, But the marketing is about getting someone's attention. And the way you get someone's attention, a human's uh, interaction, is very much the same regardless of, of one side or the other. Yeah, and I, I agree with Phil. Um, the cycle is different, um, so the sales cycle is different. It uh, could potentially be longer, and there are more decision makers involved. It's not a one-to-one relationship typically, but the emotional component is so important. I, I agree with you. You're not selling to a building. You're selling to another human being. You're marketing to another human being. So that emotional component is very important, and I agree with you on the medium too. Um, I think we talked about before uh, you and I had a, a conversation earlier about the difference between video and podcast, and it really depends on the audience and the message and the purpose of why you're marketing. So, in agreement again. Yeah, no, I think that the medium is is extremely important, uh, especially on you know originators in the mortgage space. They say, okay, I want to do video on this certain social media platform, and whenever you find out what audiences they're trying to reach, that may not necessarily be the right platform. That's and right. so that's why that's that simple formula of who your audience is, what message you're trying to give them, and then choosing. The, the, the medium is extremely important because to your point, there's a sales cycle that you're trying to get them into, but you're not there yet. You're just trying to get someone's attention. And we always talk about, you know, marketing is getting someone's attention. It's sales that makes them a customer. And I think when people stop and think about basic human behavior and the, the basic things that we all want to pay attention to, that same whether you're trying to reach them as a as a business client or as a as a consumer. And and video is an interesting medium because people rush to that, think it's very engaging, it engages all your senses, which is true. It's also expensive. Right. And it requires you to be in front of a screen, which is not an easy thing, especially in our industry where a lot of our people are on the go. So for example at Freddie, that's why we thought about podcasts. And I know that's something you do as well. It is, um, it is easier, it's more consumable uh, for our specific audiences and we found that to be a very engaging medium, just as engaging potentially as video. It is, and I think, you know, even though video is probably the most engaged type of content, people engage with audio longer. The average podcast episode is about 40 minutes long, and I think the statistic is a little over 90% of people that answered this particular survey 
said that they listen to all or most of an episode. Well, if you're you're engaged with someone for 30 or 40 minutes, that gives you a lot of time to cover a lot of content where the average video view across all platforms is a little over a minute. And so when you're when you're thinking about that audience and the platform, podcasting is a great way to really engage them long-term, be able to develop a message, to be able to develop a story, to, to just communicate and provide great content with them. So that's one of the reasons that I chose is my audience was mortgage professionals that I was trying to coach or that I was trying to, to recruit. And so as a busy professional, I didn't consume a lot of video, but while I was driving in the car, when I was at the gym, I consumed a lot of podcasts. And so that was you know, the reason I chose that particular medium. So it's definitely great for multitaskers. Yes. 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 So can we, are there lessons that we can take from each type of marketing? So back to the B2B and B2C, are there, are there certain things we can take away from? Well, I think one of the things in uh, B2B marketing is content marketing and how important content marketing is. And it's still important with B2C, but the kind of content that B2C uh, uh, audiences consume tend to be a bit more um, entertainment, uh, fun, quick, uh, whereas in B2B, it really has to be uh, substantial. It needs to be educational and formational. Um, so there is a nuance there. And, and while we both agree that B2B and B2C are very similar, when it comes to the content strategy and the creation of content, there are differences there. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that the message is going to be different between B2B and B2C, and that's where that distinction happens. As far as the approach, they're very similar, but if a, a B2B customer is looking for, if they're in the market for something, they're looking for something very specific. Or a lot of times, business-to-consumer marketing, you're trying to reach people that either aren't in the market yet or don't know they want to be in the market. It's, 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 it's a subtle approach, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely different there. And from a content standpoint, busy professionals versus consumers or even busy consumers, they're also going to consume content, you know, very differently. And so you have to, you have to pay more attention to the type of, of message and, and content that you're putting out there. And a lot of the B2B audiences now are very sophisticated in, uh, in discerning when it comes to content. So just a pure product push is no longer enough. They do look for that education. They're investing their time and they want to get something in return. And what they get in return is something that makes them better at their job, that makes them more aware, more informed, not a product push. Yeah. I think the to, to add to that, it needs to be informative, educational, or entertaining. That's really what it's got to be. And if it's not those three things, really what you're doing is not marketing, you're selling. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think most organizations are aware of the importance of measuring the effectiveness of their content to go... Back to what you just said. So one of my favorite lines that I stole, it's not mine, I, I read it somewhere once, is uh, a lot of marketers engage in random acts of content. Mm. <laughs> it's I love that. Just, uh, um, it's, it's sporadic, uh, there's no thought behind it, and it's just putting out content for the sake of it. Um, that's a waste of resources, it's a waste of time, and so measuring, first of all, planning ahead of time and understanding what you're putting out there and why, and then measuring it is critical, or else you will end up with expensive content that nobody is consuming or engaging with. I don't know how you feel about that. I, I, yeah. I you know, very much agree. We're yeah. very aligned philosophically and, and what we believe. You have to have a plan. People have business plans, but it, within that business plan, especially in the mortgage space, you've got to have a marketing plan. And then once you have a marketing plan, you've got to uh, track everything. One of, the, one of the very first books I ever read or that a mentor gave to me was How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Betger, who is a personal friend of Dale Carnegie. And he wrote a book about selling. And really what it's about is being very predictable 
tracking your activities so that you can track your results. And I think that, you know, we coach on the three E's, effort, effectiveness, and efficiency. Effort's what we do. Effectiveness is what we do that's getting results. And you become efficient by doubling down on those things that are where you're effective. But to your point, if you're just randomly putting content out there, you don't know, you don't have the, the parameters around it to know what's working, to what you need to change, and all of a sudden you start changing things and something works or doesn't, but you don't know what variable it was. So you've got to have a plan, you've got to track those results, and you have to be consistent and persistent long enough to find out whether that's the right thing or not. And, and I think with all of the digital uh, media available to us now, it's easier to track and measure the effectiveness of content. And to me, once you start having a dialogue through your content, so you're getting that feedback uh, by people engaging with you and actually responding to your content, that's when you can truly measure its effectiveness. Because for all of the sophistication of the digital analytics, they still have to have some context to it. And um, having that direct feedback and engage in a dialogue with your audiences is the best way to, to really truly understand the effectiveness of your content. Yeah. And I, I think that's also really good for the industry as a whole, because historically, we've done a lot of marketing activities where there weren't any analytics. There wasn't any way to track it. Like you might sponsor an event or you might, you know, uh, the old adage is that we're going to sponsor a golf hole or we're going to throw this party. If you gathered some business cards, you'd high five. Oh, yeah, that's a great success. Where now if you're talking about social media, you can find the reach. You can find the engagement. You can find the pull through. You can really track those call to actions and decide is do we need to change the creative? Do we need to change the copy? Like you can really tweak it and really hone it in and we can become you know, much more targeted in our effectiveness. I, I think we're a long way away from uh, when Wanamaker said, um, I know half of my advertising is working, I just don't know which half. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that, Todd. Well, and it's also about, so, you know, when you're putting out good, relevant content, it's also about building trust with your customers mm -hmm. and your prospects, right? So, um, along those lines, how can brands do a better job of gaining their customers' trust? So I have a, a saying that I, I put out in a lot of our podcasts, which is effective marketing is the balance of trust and attention. You know, you can do something outrageous and put it on social media and get some attention, but that doesn't necessarily mean people will want to do business with you. At the same time, we have a lot of really trusted mortgage professionals that uh, don't necessarily have a lot of attention and, and they're not dragging in any customers. And so either way, you're, you're, you're kind of at the wrong end of the, of the spectrum and you've really got to balance the two between, between the two. So it doesn't necessarily directly answer your question, but you kind of have to balance both. Well, and I think you gave a really good um, example of what an extreme effort to get attention would be. Can you share that with us? Because I yeah. thought it was hilarious. Well, well I, I, as I use the example, sometimes you know I could I could light myself on fire and put it on Facebook and get all <laughs> kinds of attention, but that doesn't mean I've created any trust to do any business. And, and you have to be very aware of your brand when you're creating that right. attention because you do not want to attract the wrong attention or attention that is not um, in line with your brand, not right. on brand as well. Yeah. So some of the antics that people will do is actually decretive to their brand. It is. Well, and, and you, you mentioned branding, and a lot of times we hear that term personal brand, right? Yes, yeah. And I think personal brand really needs to be focused more on reputation and reputation management because a lot of the people in the industry that didn't grow up on social media or technology you say personal brand and like, well, I don't want to be, you know, in the limelight. I'm not trying to, you know, put myself on the headlines when really what you're talking about is reputation and they absolutely understand that. So, yep, absolutely. All right. So what tools or what aspect of marketing should mortgage industry marketers pay more attention to? And then, you know, how can they use these tools to move their businesses forward? 
can you go with that one? Sure. So as far as tools go, I think that's relative to the type of business that you're trying to create. I'm, I'm very much about utilizing technology, um, whether it's for your referral partners, whether it's for your consumers. Uh, you want to make an efficient process, but it's about adding value. So you have to find out the realtors and referral partners you're working with what type of business do they do? If they if they purchase a lot of leads, maybe it's lead conversion tools. You know, one, one of the, my mentors said that the best way to make more money is to convert more of the leads you already have, not necessarily go out and create more business. But if they're doing a lot of community tactics, we need to participate in those in those tactics. And so I think the tools really matter about the type of business that you have and the type of business that the people you work with have. And, and you brought up a, a really good point about the community and doing events. And I think, um, again, as marketers, we tend to favor digital, it's measurable, it's modern, it, it, but depending on the business you're in and the audiences that you're dealing with, um, person, in-person events still have a really big Absolutely. place in our in our industry and in other industries as well. So I, I always caution people, not everything has gone digital. Uh, there's definitely a big role for it, but don't underestimate the power of in-person events and that interaction. I couldn't agree more. And I think that when you talk about social media, people forget the social part That's and right. we focus on the media. That's yeah. right. And, and, and I look at it like if you put a a post on social media and someone likes it, that's no difference than you seeing someone you know and them waving at you. Or if they comment on it, maybe that's a, hey, how are you doing? Right. But was there really engagement there? And and social media is just a, an uninvasive way for you to get to know someone and them to get to know you, but you have to take that relationship offline because this business was and always will be about relationships. Social media is just another tool to interact with your community and find ways to create real in-person relationships. So I like that you said that. It's, it's so important. I agree. Absolutely. Well, that's why we're all here at MBA. That's right. exactly right. <laughs> well, this has been really fun. Thank you both so much for joining well, thank me. Thank you for having thank me. You. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the special edition of the Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast, live from the MBA Annual 19 Conference. After the conference, stay tuned and subscribe to catch additional interviews with key industry leaders and experts. Home Starts Here is available wherever you listen to your podcasts.